This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time road schooling mom to four kiddos and co-founder of Full-Time Families, the resource for full-time RVing families across the country. Tonight and every Sunday night, I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a full-time RVing mom to four kiddos on the road. I'm the creator and author over at roadtripteacher.com, your resource for traveling time or not uh, i can't never say this anymore kt <laughs> your road trip teacher is your resource for traveling homeschooling families i just keep getting tongue-tied with that anyway it is so happy to be with you all tonight from wherever in the world you are i am happy to report that i have finally left my wintering destination i haven't gotten far but i am on the road and traveling north with my crew headed to our ultimate goal of carbondale illinois next month we have plenty of time to get there, so I'm going to enjoy the next several weeks of just winging it, which you know is my favorite thing. I'm so excited to hear your voice. KT, where are you at tonight? I am in beautiful southern Washington state, and when I say beautiful, I mean green. This state is so incredibly green, and uh, unlike the coast of Oregon where we left last week, where we where I came from last week. Uh, it is bright and sunny and um, blue skies and just beautiful. We've been having a wonderful time here. Uh, I am actually in the foothills in the shadow of Mount St. Helen. I, we just pulled into the campground, um, and we took one turn, and I was able to see the majesty of Mount St. Helen. So that's going to be on our road school agenda this week. How about you? Where are you, Mary Beth? Um, I'm not very far from North Fort Myers. <laughs> I, I'll tell you that we had trouble with our jacks today, which is something that I hadn't even thought about um, all week. About I was stressing about all these other things to get done, and that was something that slipped my mind, and we had issues with that, which I should have been expected. We've been in this location for a while, and um, when I was at the manufacturer of our um, leveling system last year, this was the one jack that they said I probably would have issues with, but in order for me to have it repaired there last year, I would have had to just pay for the repair. Um, and for the life of me, I can't remember the name of um, or my leveling system. Can you remember it, KT? It's H something. Oh, it I have no idea. Oh, let me look it up really quickly, and then I'll tell you, because this is something, if you are on the road and if you have, it's HWH, HWH Corporation. So if you're leveling system on your RV is made and manufactured by HWH Corporation, which is out of Iowa, and you have trouble with that system, you can actually make an appointment with their um, at their plant right there in Iowa where they make the system, and you go there and they put you in the shop. And I know that there are probably different ways that they handle it, but for the most part, um, the idea is if you have trouble with that system, they will replace the parts um, needed to repair your rig. And then all you have to pay for is the labor um, to fix it. So when we knew that I might have the problem with that one last jack last year when I was there, of course, I didn't want 
in my brain at the time, I thought, well, I'm not going to fix something that's not really broken. If I can, you know, if I don't ever have to have it fixed again, they're going to replace the parts. Well, that idea really seems stupid right now as I sit here thinking, well, now when I get back north, I can make another trip to HWH and get the other jack fix. But everything happens for a reason. And if you remember right, I'm going to a couple different locations in Iowa specifically this summer um, to promote some virtual field trips for Holly Giles um, and her book club that she has coming up this summer on the Little House series. So I guess it's part of your plan, Katie, that you're always where you're supposed to be. And that just is the second chapter of that saying that you always have is that you're, I guess you're always going where you're supposed to go. Absolutely. That is the uh, truth. And, you know, like we always say, God is right on time. And you will be too, Mary Beth. <laughs> Even though you might feel we'll like you'll be right on we'll time. We'll see. It's the middle of July mm. and I'm just now leaving Florida, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We've enjoyed our time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are. Yeah. So I saw um, some pictures of your road school week. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, well, you know how it is when you're really, you know, it's definitely launch week for us. So um, I, it always cracks me up because you're, you know, you, don't you have one of your kiddos that you know is so much like you and then there's one that's not like you at all? Well, I have <laughs> that one that is so much like me, but she also, uh, I think she revealed this this week, but she, the reason that she's so good at some things is because those are the things that drive her crazy about me, which I think that's really funny. Taylor told me that this week. I said, you know, you are so good at being organized, and which I can be organized, but you know me. I mean, my, you know, nobody can find a matching pair of socks, but, you know, my spices are in alphabetical order or my jello boxes or something crazy. Like, I'm not consistent with that idea in my house. So, um, but she is. And so she has spent all week knowing that we were getting ready to leave purging and going through things and she's even got the boys in here on different occasions like they were standing at attention at the door and she's holding up clothes can you wear this can you wear that can you wear this have you wore this in the last year blah 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 so she went out of here with three big garbage sacks of clothes to donate and um, one of those pictures that's what it is she or I was so happy I opened my drawer this morning it was like Christmas morning for me I was like oh my gosh somebody organized my I mean I knew somebody it was her but she organized all my clothes and she folded them a certain way it was awesome so that was the highlight of my week. I don't know what the highlight of everyone else's week in here, but um, we've been on a light load for road school because of, uh, you know, we had so many things kind of to tie up as far as our launch, and I had a few little repairs left to get done, which we done, and um, so we've been kind of light on the road school. To be honest, all we've done was read. We um, were reading that 21 Balloons. I don't know if I shared that with you, KT, but I found that at Barnes & Noble the other day. It was on a sale. Um, it was kind of funny. It was on sale because we bought another book, and I thought that was ironic because it was one that you had recently read in your rig, and I loved your picture coming out of the bookstore this week with your big find of so many books for a dollar a piece. Is that right? That is right, Mary Beth. I, like, I had a major epiphany this weekend, and if you are in the area of a half-price bookstore, then I am super jealous of you, listeners, because I have been ordering from half-price books for years, and I just thought it was website. I had no idea they had physical stores. So I happened on Friday night to be on my favorite book website, Half Price Books, looking for a particular book, and all of a sudden it caught my eye uh, visit one of our stores, like a link for the stores, and I thought, they have stores? This must be new. So I clicked on stores, and no sooner do I find that they have stores, but there's actually two 
within an hour and a half of me, which, you know, from books, I will travel. So I uh, found one that was one hour from me, bonus, click on that. It's not just a store, it's an outlet, which is one of my favorite two-syllable words oh, in no. the world. <laughs> and not only is it an outlet, I mean, like, God was just so on time with this situation for me. It was incredible. Not only is it an outlet, but July 15th is the only day of the year that they run a $1 sale. Every oh book my in the place, God. $1. I went out of my mind. I turned to Chris and I said, we got to go tomorrow. We got to get up early. And, you know, early is a dirty word in this house. So we got to get up early and we got to go. And he says, how early? I said, as early as you would get up if Home Depot was running a $1 sale. That's how early <laughs> we need to get our butts out of this bed because I want best pick of the litter here. And uh, we had so much fun. I was so overstimulated. My kids were like, Mom, you look absolutely crazed. And I was like, yeah, I probably do because I take a book out and put two more books in. And I take a book out and put two more books in because when you're in that situation, I feel like you need to have a budget. Otherwise, you'll just go crazy. And oh, gosh, books yeah. are heavy. Yeah, yeah. They're mm-hmm. heavy. You can't have, like, as many books as you want. So, um, I was just thinking, so I was thinking. I was thinking about the last time you remember when you were going to I forget you were going to purge a ton or something. Remember out of your rig. I was just That's as you're talking. I'm I'm watching the scale go back up as you're carrying in books oh, yeah. in your door. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's a really good thing that we went to Morai last year and got the uh, independent suspension on. We can carry much more now because we're just it's just ridiculous up in here, especially in books. I go through this probably once every two years. I go through this so many books, so little time uh, situation. Mm-hmm where I don't spend any time reading the books. I just actually run around collecting books. <laughs> so that's where I'm at now. It's a little bit crazy time. <laughs> but uh, we have finished our third read-along in the house. We're getting ready um, probably Monday night. We'll start um, C.S. Lewis, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. We just fin- finished from the incredibly mixed-up files of E. Basil Frankwiller. This is E. Basil Frankwiller, which is so ironic. It is a book that I read in probably fifth or sixth grade, uh, and I never finished it. I lost the book. And mm-hmm. as you can imagine, that title is uh, hard to remember. So mm-hmm. I couldn't remember for the life of me what that book was, and I happened to be in a used bookstore one day, and something drew me to that book. And when I read the synopsis, I was like, this is the book. Do you know it's been on my mind since fifth grade, what happened to these kids in this book? And just to give you a little <laughs> bit of a teaser, there are two, book, two kids that run away to the Metropolitan Museum of Art and, like, start sleeping in Cleopatra's bed in an installation. And they have to, like, hide in the bathrooms when the guards come. I, I, it fascinated me as a fifth grader, and I always wondered what in the world happened to them. And so finally, this summer... As a family, we have figured out what happened to them, and the book did not disappoint. It was it was great. And so we are actually, if you if you have any kind of system in your house to record your read-alongs, I encourage you to do that because it's really rewarding to then turn around and look and see your progression of books. So we are using our IKEA thing that it goes from from wall to wall, and usually people put photos on it. But I'm putting index cards with the titles of the books that we've finished, and so. We're collecting them on that string right there, and I'm having a really good time. My kids are too. Well, that's a good idea. That's a perfect idea. Well, you'll have to sh- um, you'll have to share that title of that book with me. I'll be put sure to put it in our show notes for anyone listening that would like to check out that book. It sounds like a fun one. 
yeah, it was a lot, lots and lots of fun. And so then we went and um, got all these other books. And then um, we said on last show, in fact, look this week for a blog post specifically on this, but it's uh, kids bowl free all summer long. And so we have been maximizing our bowling. Uh, not only do we travel with a million books, but we also travel with a bowling ball <laughs> in here. When I oh tell goodness. you it's out of control, it's also <laughs> out of control. Four dogs, a bowling ball, about a million and a half books. It's ridiculous up in here what's going on. But anyway, um, we like to use our bowling ball as much as possible, so uh, we take it bowling. And we've been taking it bowling all summer long. This has been a great value for us. Today is National Ice Cream Day, Mary Beth. I know, right? We didn't get, we didn't take advantage of it. We were trying to get out of here, and I kept thinking, well, when once we got out of there, that you know it was going to be earlier in the day, and that we would stop and take advantage of that at the McDonald's somewhere, and um, that didn't even happen. By the time we got out of there, between where we left and where we ended up, there was no McDonald's. <laughs> so everybody was kind of mad at me because we left without my car. We don't have my car with us this time because we have no way to tow it. So that's something we're working on, but we are stuck with wherever we are is where we are. So no ice cream for us today. Oh, well, you'll have to make your own holiday in the future. And if you've been on our our um, Road School Moms Facebook group, that's the closed group where we encourage every all of our Road School Moms to share a peek of their week, then you will see uh, that we also went to like our maybe 2,752nd train museum. So we've been actually to this train museum before, <clears throat> but uh, if there's a train museum in the town, then we gotta we gotta go. And so off we went to that train museum, and uh, we had a wonderful time there. Uh, so that's a picture I have a million times over of my two boys, face pressed up to the glass, watching a train layout go by. Nothing new up here, but that was our week, and it was so much fun. I really liked it. We've been uh, just been having a wonderful summer together as a family we felt so good to hear we celebrated another birthday in our house tanner turned 14 which makes my heart hurt in a lot of ways but then it makes it burst with joy in others as you know how that works and his request he wanted to go eat sushi with mom so that was what we done that was kind of fun he's never taken the time to learn how to um use chopsticks so we spent the hour uh that we had at lunch doing that and it was actually a lot of fun we had a lot of laughs and so that was fun. Birthdays on the road are fun. And, uh, yeah, I can't really even think of anything else we did this week. It's just been all about trying to get out of there and finally did it. So here we are. Yeah. So tell us, what show number is this? Because you like to keep track of that. Well, you know, this is episode episode 137 of Road School Moms Radio, and we are so happy to be here with you from wherever in the world you are tonight. We have to give a special shout-out to our season sponsor, Time for Learning, and we will take an opportunity right now to hear a few words from them. Pave the way for your emerging reader with Time for Learning's engaging online curriculum. Our comprehensive approach helps your little one learn to read by developing phonemic awareness and reading fluency with multiple sensory reinforcements, including interactive, visual activities, and printable worksheets. For older students, our language arts and English curriculum builds vocabulary, writing, grammar, and reading comprehension skills. Try us out free for 14 days and see for yourself. Visit timeforlearning.com and enter coupon code ROADSCHOOLER. Big shout out to Time for Learning. Thank you so much for your support of our Road School community. It's an excellent tool. 
Uh, it's a great confidence builder for new homeschool moms. It's a great, um, uh, it's an altogether, all around great curriculum, and you can use it in many different uh, applications in your road school. So we strongly advise. We That's strongly right. You know, um, encourage it. the reason. The reason that KT knows so much about Time for Learning is because it's a, um, it's a resource that she uses in her rig, and I've used in mine since the since day one for us. I've used Time for Learning in some shape or fashion with at least one or two of my kiddos, um, and so that's uh, why it is on our Road School Moms Approved Resources list. And this week's show, we are going to talk, uh, you know, we've had all these shows the last couple months are leading up to our whole series completion of how to plan a successful road school year and tonight we're going to talk about hands-on science that's a um, a subject that I kind of left for later on in the broadcast um, series because um, I think some people you know everybody views science differently right KT I love the poll did you um, happen to catch it in the road school mom group of how many times you know you use science and I was um, I was really amazed at how many of our road school moms um have science in their daily lesson plans. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh it was good to see in all the different ways that people use science. Well, we have a special guest tonight, Luke Gilkerson. He and his wife Tricia have a plethora I love that word plethora. That sounds very sciencey to begin with. A plethora of reason resources for your family, including tonight's feature experience astronomy from over at Intoxicated on Life. Luke, welcome to the program. Oh, I have him on mute. Let's try that again. Luke, welcome to the program. Hello, Road School Moms. It's good to be here. Hi there. Hi there. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. It's a wonderful opportunity. Well, we appreciate you too. Luke, why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself uh, to our listeners? Oh, I'd love to. My name is Luke Gilkerson, and uh, my wife and I, Tricia, have a little blog called Intoxicated on Life, where we write a lot about a lot of different topics, healthy living, uh, godly parenting, but also a lot of about homeschooling, especially this summer. We're writing a ton about homeschooling. And um, I also have a, another website called experienceastronomy.com, which is where I write a lot about the subject of how do you do astronomy from home, uh, or in this case, on the road. How do you do astronomy uh, from where you're at in a, in a really kind of uh, amateur way that you know doesn't require any telescopes or binoculars or any fancy equipment or anything like that, uh, identifying what you can see in the sky, that sort of thing. Well, Luke, this is Mary Beth, and I can tell you that I um, I was a fan of yours and Trisha's before before I even knew about Experience Astronomy. I love your website. I get a lot of um, answers to my crazy questions that go through my head. Sometimes it seems <laughs> like you guys always hit on those those topics that uh, I've thought about for days. So I appreciate sure. that, and I have to tell you that we're a fan of Experience Astronomy. Two of my road schoolers used it last year. But before we talk about all of that, um, we wanted to take just a few minutes and pick your brain a little bit about the subject of science in general. Um, so I'm wondering, it seems like for many homeschool moms, the three R's are a priority. You know, reading, writing, and arithmetic are front and center. And so my question to you is, what are your thoughts on science? Do you think that it's an extra um, that is really a focus? that fits into an everyday schedule, how important do you feel science is in a road schooler's schedule? Well, I would say it's very important. I would say it becomes more important the older kids get in general, but even to introduce it in those elementary years is also uh, it's also important, not just because it's good to 
be lightly introducing students to just general any general subject in those elementary years, but just because it's an opportunity to have fun with a subject, to really experience something. Uh, we really believe that science is best learned experientially. Um, and, you know, kids love to do hands-on things. They love to do um, things that don't just require them to sit down and read a textbook. They want to do something that's kind of fun, enjoyable, something that engages all of their senses. And science affords an opportunity to do that. Um, so I think it's important for those reasons. But I also think it's important uh, because – uh, especially as the older kids get, science is not just a sub, what the science says, are not just subjects that are about the memorization of brute facts. Um, science is really a, about teaching how to think or how to learn. You know, it's not just that, it's not just that you're memorizing, you know, biology facts or chemistry facts or something like that. It's, you know, the science is about the, you know, the process of observing something, seeing patterns in things, making a theory about something, a testing a hypothesis, uh, that kind of thing. And that is a type of learning that you really only get when you are applying it to a specific scientific subject. So um, I think it's, it's not just good for the facts that you learn. I think it's good because of the way that it teaches kids how to think, how to analyze a problem, and how to work through to a solution. All good points. Now, um, so as home educators, you know, there's a lot of pressure on us when um, day in and day out we have to um, just keep our kids accountable for their curriculum. What if they don't like science or what if for some reason they're struggling with science? What would you tell a homeschool mom whose uh, child is in that predicament? Well, I would say to find something about what is it about the science that they're not liking um you know some people they teach science basically as just sort of a textbook approach they put a, kid, a book in their kid's lap and they read something about something and while that can be good for some kids i think a lot of kids prefer to do sciences in a more experiential way um i just asked my son uh this week uh my 8 year old uh, i said you know you've been doing a lot of he's just been doing random science experiments around the house he goes he finds a a book on doing a science experiment, he, and then he just starts doing it. Usually he makes a terrible mess doing it. I said, what was your favorite science, science experiment this year? He's like, making slime. And I was like, okay, what kid doesn't like to sit and make slime? That sounds like so much fun. But he, it, in the process of making the slime, he learned why the slime was slimy. You know, he was learning why when I mix glue with this, with borax, with whatever he was doing, why does it become slimy? What is, the, what is it that causes that? And so he was learning in the process of doing something that was just kind of naturally fun to him overall. Um, a couple of years ago, my wife, she uh, invited a bunch of my oldest son's friends over who are all about the same age, and they they um, dissected a fetal pig together. So they sitting on their, you know, sitting in my, in my breakfast nook where I drink my drink my tea. They had this fetal pig out on the on the on the counter, and they were dissecting it. And the kids were just absolutely engrossed in this just loving being able to gut open this animal and look at all this stuff. And the whole time, they, they probably spent an hour, hour and a half just looking at all the different inner, internal parts of this fetal pig. And she got to give a whole impromptu science lesson on, uh, you know, the circulatory system or something like that. That was not, that was not a, you know, a, um, that was not something they could have gotten just by reading a textbook. And it was far more engaging for them to do something hands-on, something they could see, touch, smell that was right in front of their face. 
And so I would say, parents, find those kind of engaging things that sound naturally interesting to your child anyway, or even things that just pique their curiosity, and use that as an avenue to then bridge to, you know, making a bridge to actually speaking about some kind of scientific subjects. Those are such great examples. What um, For our listeners that aren't familiar with your family, can you share with us uh, um, how many kiddos do you have in your family? Uh, we have four in our family. Uh, oldest is uh, 13, then I've got an 8-year-old, and then I've got twin 6-year-olds. How All fun. Boys. Sounds like a busy, oh, my goodness, busy, busy house. <laughs> it is, so, yes. What do you say to a new homeschool mom that really doesn't know where to start for science? Do you, you know, in your opinion, should she start with maybe the state standards for where she's homeschooling as a basic starting point? Um, or is that it, you know, do you think she should totally lead by interest and whatever engages them, then let them, let them at it? I think it really depends on the age of your child. Um, certainly state standards play a role in some of that uh, because science is, um, especially as you get into those upper level years, the high school years, certain states have very specific standards, things like earth science or biology, chemistry, physics, that kind of stuff. I think those things are important to cover, but I think it's how you cover them that really matters. Um, the, uh, you know, for instance, uh, a lot of families, they are going to they, they know no matter what they do in a, in a given year, they're going to be practicing reading, right? They're going to be doing some kind of reading of some kind. And if you want to integrate science into the curriculum, simply make it part of your reading. So if, there's, if they have to practice reading, one of the books, or so the types of books they could be reading are really good, interesting, living books that have to do with the sciences. That kind of stuff can be very naturally interesting to a child. So you don't even need to make it a dedicated subject every single year as much as you can simply weave, astro uh, weave things like astronomy, physical science, or chemistry, or whatever, into the, the core subject matter you already plan on doing. A lot of families do this with different things like unit studies or whatever, a, a way to just sort of weave science in. And then there's other families who do dedicated science time because they want to do hands-on kind of experiments, activities, and stuff like that. Uh, really go with what your child is interested in, but always keeping an eye to what you think is the core stuff that they need to be learning. Some of that's going to be guided by what the state says. Some of that, of course, is going to be your own ambitions for the education of your kids. Okay, you mentioned that <clears throat> science might not be a dedicated subject every year. Is science really necessary for elementary age children? Why or why not? Um, I would say that it can uh, I, is it is it absolutely necessary i would say i would follow up with a question so necessary for what is it um you know if they don't have science are they going to be screwed up or something like that well no that's that's not true um science though is a great bridge to tapping into many children's natural interests um that's one of the reasons why i started the astronomy course is because for many parents both elementary and upper level students uh, a lot of kids just really naturally like learning about things like the stars, the planets, that sort of stuff. And they want an outlet for teaching that stuff, but of course a lot of parents don't know how to teach that. So that was the part of the reason why we started those courses is because we wanted to give parents an opportunity to tap a very natural interest that a child has and then use that as an opportunity for them to not just learn the subject matter, but to 
uh, practice uh, a lot of the core subjects that they're already doing. So, for instance, they're going to be reading books for for a, for a science course. Well, that's practicing reading. They're going to be writing out something. They're going to be drawing something. They're going to be uh, manipulating something in order to do the astronomy assignments. Well, that is, of course, all part of a, a core curriculum is being able to use analytical skills and that kind of stuff. So that is one of the reasons why we've, we've, we've done that. And uh, we think that astronomy in the elementary years is uh, a really amazing opportunity for kids to learn and really apply their learning in a, in a unique way. Okay, well, you've mentioned it, and we've talked a little about it. So let's um, give our listeners a thorough um, idea of the basics about experienced astronomy. So, Luke, go ahead and, and tell us about experienced astronomy, um, what it's filled with, and and then the different levels. I know that this year you just um, added the elementary level, so go ahead and right. talk to us about both of those. Sure. Well, the, we did add the elementary level this year. We're going to be kickstarting it in the fall. We're selling it now. Uh, kickstarting it in the fall. Uh, that was really, we started that by popular demand. We've had the upper level course now for a couple years and uh, had hundreds and hundreds of families go through that. And uh, that was the main thing people wanted was we want something for our younger kids. So we decided to uh, give them something for younger kids. The Speaking specifically to the elementary level course, uh, it's a one-year course, so kind of a September to May, 30-week uh, course. You get one video lesson per week. The video lesson is about 15 minutes long or so. Uh, you also get, with each video lesson, you get uh, a little, uh, several extras, uh, such as reading lists of, of books that are very appropriate for elementary age kids that you can either use as read-alouds or that you can use, especially for um, kids who are, you know, in those older grades, you could do for independent reading. We also have, uh, for every video lesson, there's also going to be hands-on experiments and activities that they can do where they'll actually be building something, making something, manipulating something, drawing something in order to kind of flesh out the lesson a little more and to look, go deeper into the lesson. And then there's other extras as well, things like handwriting, memory work, and stuff like that. But really, you can kind of take as little or as much of the course as you like in order to do in order to do that course. So if you've got a busy week and you don't want to dedicate that much to science or science is kind of peripheral for you, uh, this particular homeschool year, uh, you know, just do the videos. If you want to tack on all the extras and do all the extra stuff, you can do that. Uh, really try to make it as flexible as possible for an el for a, uh, a mom of an elementary school kid, uh, as flexible as possible so they can bring in the, the science into their curriculum without it being a great burden on their schedule. Um, so that's the that's the main thing with the elementary course that we started this year. Before awesome. you move on, so, hey, Katie, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but before you move on, you mentioned that this course is designed to start in September. Remind our listeners why it's important to understand that there is a time that there is a certain time that you take this course. It's not self-paced that you can take any time of the year. Sure, it's designed for that. What? Sure. Um, well, there's two levels, sort of two basic levels to our astronomy, cor astronomy courses we offer. The first is the elementary, which I just mentioned. Uh, the second is the upper level course, which I haven't talked about much, but the upper level course is for the middle school, high school. Um, specifically for the middle school and high school courses, because you're, it is an outdoor observation course, uh, you have to more or less go with the pace of the videos as they're released to you. Because what's in the videos corresponds to what's going on in the sky. Um, I don't have the divine ability to speed up or slow down the sky. Um, 
you know, uh, certainly Joshua prayed for that and, and got his got answers to his prayer, which parents are free to do if they want. That would throw off my course quite a bit, but if they want, you know, but it's basically what's going on in the sky at that time that matters. Um, so, for instance, in September when I'm teaching about, um, let's say, fall constellations, constellations that are visible in the fall, it makes no sense for that, them to try to play that video and do that uh, do that assignment in December or April because those stars will not be visible in the way that I talk about it in the video. So really it's kind of timed with the sky, at least for the upper, upper level course it is. Uh, the elementary level kid, of course, is um, much more flexible because it's not primarily an outdoor observation course. So you can start it, uh, which happened to be kickstarting in, in uh, September because that's when the that's uh, sort of our launch date. But it's going to be far once it's re once it's all released, it'll be far more flexible. You'll be able to play the videos and do more of the assignments generally any time of year, any 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 way you want to do them because it's not based on going outside and trying to see the stars yourself with the, you know, with the naked eye. Fascinating. I love that. Um, I love uh, adding a timely element to your road school because um, at, at certain times it does feel like uh, monotonous, and so having that timely element keeps things fresh. How much right. time can you expect to spend typically during a typical week on uh, with experience astronomy? How long would you say? Well, uh, well, okay, for the elementary school course, it's going to be uh, kind of, it's going to be pretty flexible and based on the parents' schedule that they've determined. So if you want the bare minimum stuff, if you just want to watch the video, for instance, the one video per week, you're talking 15 minutes a week and you're done. If you want to then tack on the extra things, which then help the student to really go deeper into the subject and understand it better, such as the reading uh, or the memory work or the handwriting or the hands-on activities. Each of those will take, you know, depending on the, the reading level of the student or depending on the age of the student, could take anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes, depending on what you want to do or depending on what the activity is, depending on what you want to do. So if you've got a really heavy homeschool week, it's just really busy and you just don't want to do a whole lot with science that week, just play the video and call it good. Um, if you really want to tack on all the extra things and have fun doing all the hands-on activities and experiments and stuff like that, uh, we'll tack those things on. It'll be something really engaging for your child. So it's, that would be very flexible. Uh, the upper level course is a lot more predictable because uh, there's not as, uh, you know, you're not doing as much uh, piecemealing it together or whatever. Um, so the upper level course, the videos, the weekly video is about 20 minutes long. Uh, there's a quiz that takes anywhere from five to ten minutes, and then the outdoor observation portion is not – it doesn't take all that long to do the outdoor observation portion. It might take you 15, 20, 30 minutes, depending on the, on the activity. It shouldn't take any more than a half hour to do the activity because it's just really going outside and drawing what you see um, in the sky, so that could be fairly short activity. So it's not a whole lot of time that you're dedicating each week to the subject matter, but the benefit you get from it is enormous because for the upper level course, by the end of the year, your student will have gone out every single week, week to look at the sky, drawing what they see, observing it. And really, there's no better way to learn astronomy than to get out under the real sky and see it with your, with your own two eyes and really learn to read the sky like a map. That's what a lot of the parents tell us when they take the course. They look up and they say, uh, they, they say, my student now is able to go up, go outside and immediately identify constellations and planets and 
no moon phases and all this kind of stuff. They're able to immediately grab a hold of of the sky as soon as they walk outside. It's like almost as if they have an intuitive grasp of what they're seeing when they look up. Um, and that doesn't come by just reading a book. They have to you have to go out and intentionally look for stuff in the sky with your own own eyes so that you can uh, kind of get that kind of uh, more intuitive grasp or knowledge of what's in the sky. So, Luke, um, aside from the course subscription um, through mm-hmm. Experience Astronomy, does a family need a telescope or any other certain equipment to get the full benefit from this course? No, they do not. Um, none of the courses require a telescope, binoculars, or any other kind of obser- observing equipment. All the outdoor stuff that you're doing is going to be done with the naked eye. Um, and we did that for a number of reasons. One, because telescopes and binoculars can get expensive, and we don't want that people to feel like they need that kind of equipment. Uh, but two, most people don't carry around binoculars and telescopes in their in their you know in their backpack or just walk around with them all the time. Uh, so it's something we want to be. We want to give students more of a classical astronomy course, something sort of the astronomy that our ancestors used to do. Uh, and that many, you know, that any many ancestral societies did for generations and generations. The ability to have a kind of an intuitive grasp of the sky, the constellations, the planets, that kind of stuff, so that when they look up, they understand what am I seeing? Why is it moving the way it's moving? What's going on? Um, and they have a kind of a without it, without needing a telescope to tell them those answers, they'll be able to easily do any of that with the naked eye. Wonderful. That's I really I'm so I'm already on your website. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm on your website and I see there's two levels of experience astronomy. Yes. Can my older kids yep. use one subscription and my younger use the others? Um, does each kiddo need their own subscription? How's that all work? Okay, so again, with the two different kind of basic levels, you have the, the elementary and the upper. The elementary level, you get one login for the whole family. Because it's not a graded course where I'm grading all the you know individual students' grades and quizzes and stuff like that, it's not like that's not the kind of thing that's going on in the elementary course. And because of that, uh, you buy it once. You have a lifetime access to the videos. You can use them with as many kids as you have in your household for as long as you want. So if you buy it now and you have it, you know you can have it for your oldest kids and your youngest kids until the day they're, they moved out and graduated or whatever. It's lifetime access for as many kids as you want. So one access for your whole family. For the upper level course, because I am grading specific students' work, uh, it is a limited time kind of thing. So you have one year access, and each student has their own login. So that enables them to take their own quizzes, um, to um, you know, sort of to to engage with the material that way, they can check off which which videos they've watched and kind of work their way through um, the course material. So I think that answers your question. Just to just to clarify that the, the two different the elementary and upper level courses are different in that respect, in the sense that an individual student for the upper level because they're getting an individual grade for their work. And if you do have more than one kiddo um, in the upper level, are there multi-student discounts available for yes, that? Yes, there is. Yeah, pretty pretty deep okay. discounts. If you have one, just one student, uh, there's you know you have if you have just one student, you, you you pay for a single student access. The second student, I think I take off fifty percent for the second student, and then seventy five percent off for every subsequent student. So students three you know three through four or five six whatever however we have. 
Um, I take 75% off each one uh, after that. So the more students you have, the, the deeper the, the discount is for uh, for the course. Good to know. So for our listeners that may be looking for a secular um, science curriculum, is experience astronomy based on creation? It is uh, definitely a biblical curriculum. We do not get into some of the questions that a lot of uh, people are uh, maybe curious about when it comes to astronomy, things like the age of the universe, that kind of stuff. Uh, but the entire course, both courses, are very biblically based in the sense that we're trying to anchor what astronomy is about in the scriptures, because the scriptures actually say quite a bit about astronomy or allude to astronomy a lot. So we want to try to uh, anchor the, the the course in in the text of the Bible itself. That said, we also anchor it in a lot of other things too, because we we talk about things like um, uh, history, the the history of astronomy. We talk about uh, famous bits of literature where astronomy is mentioned. We talk about uh, a lot of those kind of we kind of weave together history, literature, everything else, Bible, all into the curriculum all at once. So it's not just science you're getting; you're getting all kinds of stuff too. But yes, to answer your question, the Bible is definitely uh, a pretty key feature of every lesson. <clears throat> that's good to know. I see on your website there's an upper level, and that's designed for mm -hmm. ages 12 and older. How would I decide mm -hmm. which course would be best if I have a road schooler that isn't quite 12 or maybe just turned 13? Can you give me some tips on that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I would say the um, – well, first of all, we have had elementary-age kids take the upper-level course, um, especially in the absence of – we didn't have an, an elementary-level course before, and so a lot of them were taking – a lot of elementary schools were, were kids were taking that, and they seem to do just fine. But it's really going to depend more on the, on the on what kind of family you are in this area and, of course, the, the strength, the, the maturity of your child. The first major difference between the upper level and the elementary is that the upper level course, as I said before, is an outdoor observation course. Now, that's not hard stuff to do, but for a lot of parents, um, they don't want their elementary, you know, they don't want their seven-year-old staying up till midnight to draw the moon, for instance. That's just not something they want their seven-year-old to be doing, um, or maybe their 10-year-old to be doing. But for some families, that's totally fine. They're like, yeah, I, that's fine. I, we, we would let our kid stay up really late to go out under our dark sky and draw something or, or you know, to, do his, to do his homework. Um, so generally, in our experience, people are more okay with that kind of, that kind of homework when their uh, child's a little older. Another major difference is that for the upper-level course, the primary reading is textbook reading versus the elementary level, which is more elementary-level kind of living books that are, you know, a little bit more um, entertaining, shall we say, a little more engaging for an elementary school audience and written more towards an elementary school audience. And so that's another major difference. Um, another one is that really the upper-level course is taught at a much deeper level, um, a much more analytical level, whereas the elementary course is much more cursory, a much more cursory glance at astronomy. Still talking about a lot of interesting things, but doesn't go deep into the material and trying to explain uh, all the reasons why this and why that. Um, so can you have a 12-year-old who takes the upper-level course? Yes, you can. We've had plenty of people who do that, but it's really going to depend more on the maturity of your of your child in that capacity. Okay, and one more thing that I wanted um, you mm -hmm. to answer was, um, can my high schooler earn credit with experienced astronomy? Absolutely. 
we have an advanced portion of our upper level course. Uh, sort of, we've divided the upper level into two kind of areas. One is sort of the basic upper level course, and the other is what we call our advanced course. This gives you all the access to all the stuff that the basic students are getting. So all the weekly videos, you're still going outside, you're still doing the observation assignments, you're still doing the textbook reading. But the advanced course gives you access to, uh, throughout the school year, six live online sessions, training sessions that students do with me. It's exclusive to the advanced students. Um, these are live online kind of training modules where I go even deeper into the material. In addition, I also give the, upper, the advanced students uh, additional assignments that are really best for high school level students, things like the uh, papers that they're going to write, uh, extra projects that they're going to do. You know, last year students were built, doing things like building a model of Stonehenge or building a, um, a sundial in their backyard or something like that. Much more kind of advanced level stuff that they'd be doing. If they complete all of the stuff for the advanced level course, then we send them a certificate of completions recognizing that they got high school credit for it. Wonderful. <clears throat> okay, so I'm on your website, but tell our listeners where they can find you on the web, on social media, where are you all over the place? The primary place, especially for experienced astronomy, the primary place to go is experienceastronomy.com, where students and parents can learn all about the course, the, the two different courses. They'll also be able to see on the website, I think probably the most interesting thing for them to see would be the previews of the courses. If this intrigues you at all, what, there's a button at the very top of the page that says preview. You give your email address and then you'll be able to get access to several of the lessons for free so that you can kind of get a sense of the taste of what we do in the courses. So a lot of parents, what they'll do is they'll uh, they'll go there, and then they'll sit their child down in front of the computer, and they'll say, watch this. Does this interest you? Um, and if it does, then students are like, yeah, I want to see more videos. Well, then you know that it's something that might be really, really good for your child. So I would say start there. Go to experienceastronomy.com. Click the preview button. That way you can see a sample of the videos and what we do uh, in each of the videos and how it all works. Well, that sounds perfect. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, telling the rest of the month Thank all you. about this wonderful resource. I'm, uh, I'm encouraging all the listeners to go check it out, and uh, thanks so much for spending the time with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Good night, Luke. Good night. Uh, you know, I wonder if the other moms, like me, listen to these shows, and then, like, I go broke doing this show <laughs> go absolutely broke because no sooner do we you know complete the broadcast most times i'm buying whatever it is the guest is presenting while we're mm -hmm. on the interview i know i if i sound distracted that's because i have not yet memorized my paypal number <laughs> and i'm putting it in <laughs> while i'm asking questions right uh, so I just, I, this is just such a great resource thanks so much for finding this resource mary beth Yes, you're so welcome. I'm so excited um, to have finally gotten with um, them and, and had him on the show. I really, um, again, Katie and I, we, uh, we've talked about this before. We, both of us do have 
um, affiliates here and there that we promote um, throughout our own personal blogs and through Road School Moms. But we never um, put anything on what we call our Road School Moms approved list unless we really do approve of it. And that's not because we're getting paid to say it. That's because we really believe in it. And I can tell you that Experience Astronomy is a great resource. And they really, um, if you follow um, the Gilkerson's blog over at Intoxicated on Life, they put a lot of their heart and soul in to that blog and they're so real and it's you know I've never read anything on there that I really couldn't connect with um and this experience astronomy is just such a great resource when it came out I was I don't know if you remember Katie but I talked about it last year um and ironically my Taylor took the upper level last year and she enjoyed it um but I think we're going to do the elementary level this year, even though she's kind of already done that one, she's going to do it so that um, her and Tori can both do that um, together. Um, but if you have a kiddo, especially a middle schooler, high schooler, I can't speak for the elementary because it's new, but I can only imagine that it's as awesome as the upper level has been. But if you have an upper or a middle schooler, high schooler, um, it really just opens up a, a whole world of, activities and it gets them outside and I love the you know just the fact that they have to draw something I mean it you know it sends them outside in the you know in the quiet of the night away from the screens away from all the stuff um and I don't know it's just a really it's just a really good thing I love it five road school mom stars love it very nice that's awesome awesome I love it Okay, well, talking about stupid deals and uh, things on the internet to buy, tonight is uh, the last night, so um, when, if you are catching this on a replay, the 17th of July is the very last day of the um, Full-Time Family Sizzling Summer Deal. We only run a sale once a year, um, and that is happening right now. If you need more information about it, you can go to fulltimefamilies.com and put in keyword sale, and you'll see all the details. Um, and then once you are an FTF member, you have access to our extensive coast-to-coast -coast events. So we've got a calendar chock full of coast-to-coast -coast events this year, and I'm going to rattle some of them off. Uh, we just wrapped up our 4th of July hangout in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That was a lot of fun for the 12 families that participated in that. These hangouts we are keeping small and intimate, and 12 families actually represents uh, just under 100 people. So um, keep that in mind. Uh, then we have in August, I'm hosting a Solar Fest hangout in Bend. Mary is, Mary Beth is hosting one in, in the, no, I always get this wrong, don't I? <laughs> Southern Illinois. We'll get back to that in one second. Um, we are also hosting the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta. That's October 17th. If you've never gone to the Balloon Fiesta, it's a great time to go with your FTF friends. Uh, Halloween hangout in Myrtle Beach is almost all sold out. I think there's one spot left for that. Cruise Chicks, um, FTF Moms joined the Cruise Chicks, November 8th to the 13th, sailing from Fort Lauderdale to Turks and Caicos. Super stoked about that. So uh, if you are going to be joining us, I suggest you get your FTF membership ASAP so you can be a part of this. Now tell us about your Solar Fest. I will tell you very quickly that um, I do want to mention, though, if you are on the fence about your STF membership and you think you might be coming to my R Solar Fest in Carbondale, Illinois, um, you can get your STF membership, and that more than pays for the discount that you'll receive on your Solar Fest package over in Carbondale. And what we have over there is a pretty laid back. It's a hangout. It's not a it's not a full blown rally. We are going to get together for five days, five nights. 
and we have some road school workshops and some field trips planned. But the most exciting thing that I think that we're doing there is uh, we have Eclipse Day tickets as part of that um, package over at Road Trip Teacher. And those tickets will get you in the Eclipse Day at Southern Illinois University right there in Carbondale. Um, NASA is live streaming one of their projects from there. Um, Adler Planetarium is going to be there. Lots and lots of cool things going on on campus. Um, and I'll also mention um, I had the admissions department got a hold of me this week and wanted to know if we had any road school families that had kiddos that may or may not be looking for college as uh, college bound. And if so, that was an angle I didn't even think about. So if you are thinking about the eclipse, not sure if you want to come, if you have kiddos that are in high school that may or may not be looking at college, um, that's another thing that you can check off your list if you come to Solar Fest in Carbondale. Um, but nevertheless, we will be there on that Monday eclipse day when the totality in Carbondale will be 2 minutes 37 seconds. So we are um, in a duration of totality that is rather long compared to the rest of the country, and we are looking forward to that. So if you want to do reservations for that or have any questions, you can email me at info at roadtripteacher.com, or you can make your reservation right on our web website through the learning shop at roadtripteacher.com. And I'm excited to announce, um, KT, I haven't even talked to you about this, but um, St. Louis area, that has been on our um uh, travel plans for a while. We started a study guide from there over at Road Trip Teacher almost three years ago. Um, couldn't finish it up because we really hadn't had any time to spend in that area, but we've secured dates right outside St. Louis for a whole week right after Solar Fest. So if you're coming to Solar Fest to hang out with us and you want to continue on and go to St. Louis, or if you're coming across the Midwest there at that crossroads around that last week of August, hit me up and I will give you all the details for that. We're looking forward to that experience as well. Awesome. I love it. And speaking of Solar Fest, we just got our shipment of uh, solar glasses. Um, don't forget, you'll need those if you're going to be watching the eclipse. If you're joining us, uh, you'll be getting them as part of your package. Super stoked about that. The, the box is really light, though. <laughs> <It's pretty laughs> not much to them, not much to them. Well, if you're looking for a solar eclipse kit, um, make sure you're part of our Road School Moms Facebook group because later this week we'll be sending you our must-have things that you need to have for Eclipse Day, and it'll include a free copy of our Eclipse Scavenger Hunt, which my kiddos helped me put together this week. So watch for that in the Road School Moms group. And if you're listening to us on a replay and can't find that information, just send me an email. Again, that's info at roadtripteacher.com. Or Kimberly is always available at Kimberly at FullTimeFamilies.com, and she can also get me that information to get to you. That's absolutely true. And also, we encourage you to tell us how we can pray for you. We at Red School Moms have a special ministry carved out of uh, the larger ministry of our radio show, our weekly radio show. You know, Mary Beth and I are here every Sunday night to chat with each other and to bring you encouragement, advice, and uh, educational tactics you might not have thought of for your road school. But we have a special little department called the Road School Prayer Warriors, and you can reach them with your prayer request super easy. You just send an email to RSM, that's the initials for Road School Moms, RSM Prayers at gmail.com and when you send that prayer request in it will be kept completely confidential uh and those women will uh pray on your behalf to our heavenly father so we encourage you to take advantage of that um that we offer here uh there's no limit on the number of times you can access that program um and uh, you know the bible tells us to pray without ceasing and uh, so go ahead and give our road school moms prayer warriors something to pray about for you 
Yes, and I'm going to remind you that if you're listening to us on a replay over on iTunes, please take just a few moments when you're done and give us a review. Uh, Katie and I love four and five stars. If you uh, want to give us less than that, that's absolutely fine. Just shoot us an email at one of those two emails I referenced earlier, info at roadtripteacher.com, Kimberly at fulltimefamilies.com, and just let us know what we can do to further your road school mom's needs because that's what we're here for. Um, when we started these shows 137 episodes ago, which seems crazy unbelievable, um, but our intention was really to provide a ministry for road school moms out there who might need encouragement or just to get into a group and talk about their good days and their bad days and, and all those kinds of things that can happen when you're out on the road and maybe feeling a little lonely. So that's what we're here for. And when you give us a review on iTunes, it really does help push um, our podcast library to those road school moms who may not know about us. So please, 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 when you get done, just take those few minutes and uh, give us your honest review, and I will reward you for that by giving you a free digital download of your choice from my learning shop over at roadtripteacher.com if you just let me know on that email. Perfect. Well, that's all that I've got for today. How about you, Mary Beth? Yep. I'll just remind our road school moms that we will be back here same time, same place next Sunday night on July 23rd. We'll be talking about icing your road school cake um, what that's all about is extracurriculars that you may want to bring into your road school next year. We'll be talking with um, the Squilt program, Super Quiet Learning Time, um, over from Homegrown Learners. We are going to follow up that show with the very last show of our series um, that we've been having here on planning a successful road school year. And that will be on July 30th when we talk about wrapping up your road school year. And that is going to be all about transcripts and portfolios and all of that kind of thing. So have a couple of good shows coming up the next couple of weeks and uh gosh kt you and i have gotten together briefly over the last week and our august calendar is already full and our september is rapidly filling up so lots of good things on the horizons for road school moms i know that uh, kt is looking forward to coming back and speaking with all of us next sunday night as am i right here on the ultimate homeschool radio network um we want to give a shout out one more time to time for learning our 10th season sponsor and until then, Road School Moms, same time, same place, next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Until then, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work. And may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.